0: you're listening to the collective church podcast to learn more about the collective church in portland oregon in vancouver washington visit us online at thecollectivechurch.com. sarah storcho is going to be speaking to us and we're so excited for that <laughs> i i want to say this that we have house churches and and sarah and her husband joel joel's amazing this family, the Storchow family is amazing. Yes. Um, they are, they lead all of our house churches and all the house church leaders. <laughs> and what's, you know, what's crazy about, you know, I was looking the average, average church attendance in the United States of America, the average size church is about 75 people. Yeah. That's the average size church. <laughs> they pastor the average size church in the United States in their home. <laughs> They have, if, if, if everyone showed up to your house church, how many people would there be? About uh-huh. 70, oh. 60, 70? With kids, yeah. Yeah. So, so basically, they're like pastoring a church out in Hillsborough. Yes. So they're, they're absolutely amazing. How many people are a part of Joel and Sarah's house church? Raise your hand. Yeah, okay, Thank half the room. Um, how many just would say that they've been an amazing blessing to your family and have helped you grow? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what there is, there's, there's, there's an anointing for growth on their life, for things to grow, for people to square up to what they need to square up to and, and go um, and attack life in like a whole new way. So, so Sarah, we are so thankful that you're speaking to us this morning, and we're going to pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for your presence this morning in this room. God, we thank you for everything you're doing in the collective church, mm-hmm. in, in every family. Lord, I thank you. That the seed that fell into the soil this weekend, God, it goes into good ground. Mm -hmm. That everything that you spoke to these women, Father, I just thank you that you protect that seed in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for your presence this morning. We thank you for worship this morning. We thank you, God, for transforming hearts and minds today in Jesus' name. And We just, we thank you for Sarah. We just thank you for the anointing that's on her life. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus. And everybody said... Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> I was putting on my makeup this morning, listening to the song by Upper Room, Give Me Jesus. I was like, why am I putting makeup on <laughs> right now? <laughs> like, why am I putting makeup on right now? Because I, I was sitting there and I was just thinking... My, other, my favorite Christmas carol is a remake by Lauren Daigle of Noel... Like, come and see what God has done. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. And I was just thinking about what God did over the weekend, right, in my life and then in lives. And then I was thinking about this morning, and I was like, and then April, I was in with the intercessors, and April, was, they had just prayed this, but there is a transfer that's going to happen this morning. It probably already has, right? That if you weren't there, you didn't miss out. That's right. Right, you're a part of it. If you're a guy, you didn't miss out. You're a part of it, right? And this is, like, um, another thing that April said that I'm stealing from her is, like, we're in, like, a freight train season, right? We're, like, a speed train. Get on the glory train, right? Get on the glory train. Like, it's time to go. Like, get on the all aboard, you know? And I think there's an invitation that's been happening this weekend to get on the train. Right? To get on the train. And I was thinking about... I was like, okay, where do I start? Because I was like, okay, I have like 10 points. I'm feeling very... I don't know what I'm feeling, but I don't know. I don't even know how to finish that sentence. And I have an onion. So, a lot of things are going to come to pass here in the next 25 minutes. Um, I'm not quite sure what, but we've already done the first part of my message in these amazing testimonies. Praise the Lord. God. Right? Praise the Lord for the testimonies. Right? And my testimony is very um, similar. Um, but I was thinking what I want to talk about today are the keys. God just sat with me. I sat with God last night, and He sat with me. Isn't that cool? I, actually, I should say that God actually sat with me, and I was like, I don't really feel qualified to do this tomorrow. Um, and I was thinking about what I got delivered from over the weekend, because no matter where you are in your spiritual journey, you will always get delivered. <laughs> right? This is the onion. <laughs> okay, here's the deal the onion doesn't ever get gone until we go to heaven layer upon layer upon layer upon layer from glory to glory to glory to glory right we are never done growing and becoming more like jesus you know because pastor jenny said i don't remember when in the meeting recently we don't want to be stale Uh, stale onions stink right? I mean, have you ever like got opened your fridge and you had an onion that you forgot to use? Yeah, it's pretty gross. So um, I, I was just thinking, that, that's different. I didn't think about that, but I was like, you know, I don't want I I to stink. I want to have a pleasing aroma, right? When you have an onion that's cooked correctly in a dish, it enhances the dish, right? Right? So the onion, you don't need to be afraid of transformation, Right, you don't need to be afraid of being on the floor, you know. Like I haven't been able to have like that kind of deliverance that I got to have this weekend in a long time. I was like, yes, okay. But he reminded me that at her voice, I had this invitation to have that deliverance there. And I didn't take it. I wasn't ready. Right? I wasn't ready to square up. That was thank you for that. That was but I wasn't ready. Actually, I actually didn't even know. <laughs> So I'm just going to tell you what happened to me this weekend, and then I'm going to talk to you about the keys that God showed me. But for me, um, you know, the trap that you can get into is that if you're ministering and leading, you don't need just to keep healing the onion. Well, I'm here to tell you. Like, actually, I feel like you need to be like, okay, Lord, keep healing. keep, Keep healing. <laughs> because you know what? I know so much better your way. You don't want Sarah leading. I've led the decade of leading in my own strength, and the fall from that was not worth it it was not that was not worth it right so I'm actually so much better your way there's one word for my whole life it would be if I wrote a book it would say surrender period right you've got a I surrender and then maybe a few lines down it's so much better God's way right so much better God's way my way yeah I'm not even gonna go there but I'll just tell you what I got freed from so um, I spent spent most of my life being intimidated Like coming up to the line and being like, nope, I'm going to turn around. And it wasn't like because I really wanted to, but see what happened was is the devil met me at the line with well-intentioned people saying things like kind of a lot, too much, turn around, or you're not, you're going to, something that was when I was being delivered was said was, you know, moving forward doesn't mean you're a bad girl. And that's what I believe. Like, when I got to the line, like, I'm going to be a bad girl if I go over or if I'm going to be out of the box or if I'm going to step out. You're a bad girl. You're too much. You're a bad girl. Right? Nobody's going to support you. Everybody's going to leave you. Everybody's going to leave you. Can't cross the line. Nobody wants to be with you. You're safe. Right? And so... Um, You know the lie that I was believing, and I've been believing for most of my life, probably forty years. I can think about back when I was five, probably is when I can remember the first time I picked up the lie that I was too much, and then that just began to manifest into just a complete paralyzing. So what happened was, is a couple weeks ago, um, I saw over the line. I saw what was over the line. God showed me the goodness over the line. And I was like, shoot, I'm going to have to square up to that. So the last couple weeks have been kind of tough for me, right? Because it has become a security blanket. Like, some of the freedom that I'd had, I'd had kind of just grabbed onto security, like, okay, I I like kind of just blending in and being helpful, and, you know, I've been delivered from not being able to receive authority in my life, and so I've been really enjoying authority as I've been released, and leadership, and I still enjoy that. I'm not getting rid of that. (laughs) Don't hear that. Don't hear that. But... I still have to be who God called me to be. And God has created an opportunity for me to have amazing leaders, amazing friends, amazing community, but that doesn't mean that I don't I get out of what God's called me to do. Right? So I go, it's been tough. I'm like, God, I can't get over the line. I can't get over the line. Like, what why am I not going over the line? Like, why can't I see myself in this dream that you're showing me? I've been, wanting, I've been saying I want to do this dream for a really long time. So why can't I get over the line? And um, so I've just been talking to God about that. I'm like, OK, I'm ready. I, I'm ready to hear about it. I actually didn't know it was intimidation, OK? I didn't know that. So we go there. We're going through. Danny McDaniel starts teaching on deliverance and freedom. And I could feel this really small tension right here. And I want to share this with somebody because it's for somebody. <laughs> I, usually when I'm going to have deliverance, it's like starting to manifest. Like I'm like running, like I can remember her voice two years, a few years back. I was like running, where's Debbie? Like I need Debbie right now. Like I need the back room. I need the back room. Like right now, the demon has to come out, right? But this wasn't like that. It was just a little pinch right here a little pinch, and I can remember I was, on, I was actually on my knees. Pastor Ben said something at the very, very end. Like, we're all going to lunch, and he said something, and I just kind of was like, you need to get on my knees. And then God's like, you have a choice right now, Sarah. Do you want to be free? And I almost said no. I almost said no. I'm just being honest, <laughs> right? Because I'm like, I don't know if something in me knew it was going to be a big one. <laughs> so I had to choose to lose my dignity. It was a choice. And you know what God showed me that after it was over? If I didn't choose it, he would go around the mountain with me again. Because he's good. We go around a lot of mountains, me and Jesus. <laughs> Just saying. I mean, God made me strong and possibly a slightly stubborn. Right? And so, and even that, did you hear, like, I was like, oh, sometimes I get caught in this and don't get caught in this and don't hear me say that this is a formula. But sometimes I get caught in, after I go through that kind of freedom, knowing I could have had that six months ago, what would the six months have been like if I would have said yes then? You know? But I don't get caught in that because he's good. Yeah. And you know what? He developed in me. He developed more in me. developed more in me. And he developed, and he developed a disgust for that, for that, yeah. <laughs> that. What that intimidated spirit, that one that says behave. But do you want to know what else I was delivered from? A fear of persecution. A fear of persecution. That was actually as almost as big as because the fear of man, fear of approval, fitting in. It's like the next level for me of fitting into this little box. Right? No, there's no boxes. I think that's actually one thing I'm realizing in my um mantle is like, I can't, I have no toleration for people who want to live in a box. So if you get around me, like I'm going to be working really hard with the Holy Spirit and asking him, can I, can I help him smash the box? Please God. Right. Cause the devil comes to constrain and break, just push you down. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Bop you on the head. Yeah. It's another thing. Bop you on the head. Like, pow. You know, no. So I'm just here to testify like I was totally free from that. And so why I was crying in my mirror this morning is I was like, to be up here today and not be intimidated. Woo! That is the goodness of God. That is the goodness of God. And I'm excited. I'm excited to go over the line and I'm going to have to walk it out. Right? I'm going to have to walk it out. I'm not, I'm walking out that freedom from intimidation. And so I was asking the Lord, like, okay, now I'm free so what do I do? How do we go after that? How do we go after it? And he kind of brought me to this, um, to this onion. First thing he showed me was the onion. Never talked about that, but you know, the onion, if you look it up in, um, there's a dream Bible. Did you, if you dream about onions, now you're going to know why. Um, but I did think it's kind of cool because it says here, onions spiritually represent dealing with heartfelt issues or issues of the heart, removing layers right? And so I just think there's an invitation to transformation, right? And not all my transformation is on the floor, having a snot fest, you know, (laughs) yelling and writhing, right? That's not how, you know, but that, that happens. You know, some of the transformation is just a tap on the heart, like that's, you you, turn around, turn around, wrong way, right? Sometimes it's the way to conviction. You know, I've spent this year where the Lord has given me a lot of conviction. A lot of weight of conviction has happened for me this year in aligning me, in alignment. You know, my husband, Joel, and I, we've had a lot of opportunities for alignment this year. And I think the thing that's really cool about that is that's the goodness of God because he keeps giving us opportunities, right? It's like we, don't, we can't outrun God's goodness, in our life right we can't make enough any so many mistakes that god's goodness we're disqualified from god's goodness right that god's faithfulness that god's goodness that he breaks through for us in spite of ourselves right i don't deserve a lot of things that god's doing for me i don't deserve anything right i don't deserve i don't deserve anything but um but he loves me and i i love the verse you know from glory to glory we are always growing from glory to glory. That's in 1 Corinthians three eighteen. We can draw close to him with the veil removed from our faces. With no veil, we all become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. We are being transfigured into his very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. And this glorious transfiguration comes from the Lord who's in the spirit. Who's in the spirit. Glory to glory. So I just want you to like think about your life while I'm talking about these keys, right? Talk about your think about your life. Think about this onion. God talked to me there's a reason it's a white onion. Cuz you're the righteousness of Christ, right? Pastor Ben talked about that last week. Right? We he loves us. We're pure. We're holy. Right? It's white. So the layers don't mean you're dirty and gross. It doesn't mean that you're lacking or you're bad or you're naughty. Yeah, you're healing. You're being delivered. You're going from glory to glory so more of God's glory can come through you. It has nothing to do with being naughty or being bad. Right, We all all fall fall short of the glory of God. We all do, right, all the time. So... um, I was just laughing because I teach junior high now. It's my first year of teaching. So I was like, Lord, this is a pretty simple message. This is pretty simple. Is this really what you want me to do? <laughs> okay. And so um, it's pretty fun, though, to teach junior hires because you actually see the point where things go wrong. Right? You actually see it. You actually see the point where you get off track. And it's about age 14 when you solidify your belief about yourself. And so I'm in class all day with these 14-year-olds, and it's been revelatory to put, like, go back to myself, but also to be like, oh my gosh, like, okay, this fight has come up in me? Like, no, the devil's not going to get them. Because you can see them start to solidify that they're less than that they're weird, that they're strange. Now this generation is saying, maybe I wanna be this gender, maybe I wanna be that gender. Maybe I wanna do this, maybe I wanna do that sexually. They, they're they going to every kind of false fuel. I mean, it's it's heartbreaking. Some of the things my kids say to me, I'm like, how do you even know about that? You know, maybe I was a little naive to what our, that generation is really struggling with, but they are a struggling generation that need an infusion of identity, and they need people like us to be the infusers. Yeah. That's why you get free. I got to talk to my daughter yesterday. She's 20. She's living in Arizona, going to Hillsong College, literally living her dream. Uh, literally her dream. Like five years ago, it got planted in her. She's gone through a pretty rough, she went through a rough season, but she's like living her dream. And I love it. We talk probably once a week for a long time usually, but I listen to her for an hour, tell me everything God's doing in her life, you know? And I'm like, it was, it's worth it. It is worth it to go through transformation for your kids. And you don't have kids. It's worth it to go through transformation for yourself, but also for the next generation. Right? Right? Also, look up here. You have Kelly and Debbie and, you know, Shauna, Pastor Shauna. Generational things are changing. Right? Their kids will never deal with what they dealt with. I didn't have, like my daughter, I didn't have the start my daughter had. Like I shared yesterday, I didn't. In, there's only three four, three things that came out of my 20s that I enjoyed: Joel, Cameron, and Claire. And Colin came in my 30s. Okay, everything else about my 20s I could do without for the. I could do without, right? I, my, my 20s were a train wreck, right? And so, but her 20s are not going to be that way, right? So it's worth it. So it's worth it. I want you to hear that. When I'm going over these keys, I want you to know that I don't have these mastered. I'm not coming from a place of, like, perfection. I'm coming, like, with you. Like, these are the keys that God's working on with me. And I just feel like God's like, these will empower and encourage you to, just to stay on the path because it's worth it. But also, if you don't know Jesus loves you, these are going to become a formula. And this is a, that's the other thing I shared yesterday that I've really been thinking about all all, all like the last twenty four hours. Like some things you just say on your testimony, and you're like, that was good. I'm gonna have to think about that tonight. So I was thinking about that and I was like, formulas become a whipping post. Right? Where they begin to whip you when you don't make them when you don't get the right we don't get the right answer. It's like Phew. Yep. Got it wrong. Try again. Nope, didn't get it right. And that is how I lived my 20s. That's why they were so miserable, because it was like one whipping post after the next. You know, one whipping post after the next. Whip. Nope. Horrible. Nope. 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 No torment. 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 Door. 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 The enemy just was like I was like a jaw, a dog on a chain. He had complete control of my mind, unfortunately. And I was in church. I knew Jesus but nobody told me about deliverance yet. Nobody told me I could be free. Nobody told me I didn't have to tolerate that. So formulas don't work, okay? No formulas, so don't hear formulas, hear a relationship. That God is calling you deeper. Ezekiel 47, right? It talks about being on the shore, right? And then being drawn ankle deep, and then knee deep, and then waist deep, and then deep enough to where you can swim right? So I was thinking today, you're, maybe you're on the shore. And if you were at drench, you've already heard this, but this, go with me here again, because I think God actually, when I was driving over here, is like, I want to take him deeper. I want to take him deeper today, right? I want to take him deeper today. So thinking, like, God's always calling us deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And deeper. Never stops. It's like the onion, Bless the Lord for onions. Okay. So obviously lordship, right? That's the first one, like lordship. We talk about that all the time. Also, you're going to be like, nothing of this is new. This is not original Sarah Keys. This is all that I've learned from this front row. Okay? <laughs> so I'm just saying these are keys that have worked for me. These are how I made a drenched experience from a one-time experience to a, to a life-changing, never-go-back experience right? A, a love encounter where I let the love of God not just be a one-time event, but I let it come in and totally radically change my life. Yes. I will, and I would never be the same. And I'm a fighter, right? And so you got to fight for your freedom. Yes. You have to fight for your freedom. Nobody's going to spoon feed you your freedom, yes. right? Nope. Nobody in here is going to give you a spoon and just give you the baby food. They're going to tell you, go to the prayer closet, Go get in love, in love with Jesus, because he wants a love encounter with you. He wants a relationship with you, not religion, not rules. That is actually what's going wrong. I teach at a private school. That is what's going wrong in the, Cap, the Capital C Church. I'm so sorry. That's a large, broad stroke. I don't, But it's true. That's the problem. Rules and religion is not a relationship with Jesus. It's not going to change their life. I told the, girl, the kids, it's Christmas. I said, okay, I dare you to ask, to say, God, show me that you're real. I dare you. And this one girl's like, what if I don't want to? And I'm like, <laughs> then don't. <laughs> don't. And she's like, oh, it's just real, rules and religion, you know? And I'm like, oh, little Sarah. <laughs> In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Yes. Oh, bless the Lord. So, okay, so yeah, so you are in rules and relationships, you're going to get you nowhere. Rules and religion are going to get you nowhere, right? And that's the Pharisees. That's the Pharisees, right? Jesus didn't hang out with the Pharisees. He wasn't too excited about them. He wants your heart. He wants my heart. He wants our heart to be turned towards him. He wants our heart to be turned. So he has your heart, but is your heart turned towards him? You know, this year Joel and I had I I call it a marriage awakening. And you know Joel and I love each other. I love Joel. Yeah, he's a good guy. You know, Joel is the Joel is the kindness and our, you know, he's the loving. He's taught me a lot about having the heart of God. But you know, we had gotten to a place where Joel's back in school, our family schedule got really busy. we've had some financial hardship with tax audits from the pedahel. hell. <laughs> and um, we were just getting hard. Have you ever felt that before? Your heart's just getting hard. And it was a pretty rough summer, actually, um, with all that. And so about the end of the summer, you know, just we just were having an argument because we're fighters. We're both firstborn. <laughs> We duke it out. There's nothing under the carpet, but it's pretty can be pretty miserable, right, boys? Until we get it to not go under the carpet. <laughs> We're working on that. Remember? Glory to glory. Yes. Glory to glory. And so, um, but one of the things that God, that God showed us in, in working through this, and we always say to each other, is your heart turned towards me? Is your heart turned towards me? And... Some days it's not. And I'll be like, I feel like your heart's not turned towards me. <laughs> and then sometimes he'll say that. But it's just been a really good gauge for us. But it really starts with here, right? Often when my heart's not turned towards him, my heart's probably not turned towards God. Right? And so it starts up here. I loved with the song the last song we sang, fix your eyes up there on Jesus. So the first key is to fix your eyes on Jesus, lordship, surrender. Right It's so much better God's way. I was just looking at some verses um, in proverbs and psalm, and it says here) Oh, I don't even, okay, I was typing this early, so this is interesting. <laughs> I'm not sure where, I'm not sure what verses these are. Kind of blend. This is God's word. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> when you live a life of abandoned love, to surrender before the awe of God, here's what you will experience. Abundant life, continual protection, and complete satisfaction. Fine. I, I'm good with that. Anybody else? I would be laying down your life in tender surrender before the Lord will bring life, prosperity, and honor as your reward. Overjoyed is the one with a tender heart that trembles. Is Lauren Hammond in here? Not today. Not yet. She had the word tremble. And we're like, what's tremble? We were talking about that. I'm like, there it is in the Bible. Trembles before the Lord. But the stubborn, unyielding heart will experience even greater evil. I don't really want that. Right. So surrender under God's. I remember when I I said lordship, lordship, almost like um I was like it was a kind of becoming a rule. And then Pastor Ben said one morning, loving lordship. And I'm like, oh, wow. It's a loving lordship. You're surrendering to a loving father, not a, a father that gives you rules. So that remember that the little Sarah? That's because she has been in a situation. I know her story where she's had a rough she went to a Catholic school that basically told her she was bad get in the priest's closet or whatever they do like you need to basically live there okay so she's doesn't know that there's a loving lord that loves her so this this is so so simple right but another key right you have to read your bible you got to read the word you got to get it in it's our love letter it's our love letter from jesus it's not a whipping post It's not a list of rules. That was the Old Covenant. I'm teaching Old Testament right now, and it's like making it all come alive to me, like what Jesus did and what he became for us. Right? Can you? I was like laughing, and I was thinking, you know how many animals there would have to be just for my life?
0: <laughs>
1: Whoa. I mean, like, <laughs> right. <laughs> and if you just think about like animal rights now and stuff, I mean, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Shouldn't I not have said that. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. So memorizing the word, knowing the word, but never let the word just stay here. Head, heart, connection, right? Head heart connection. How is the heart, how is the word of God changing your heart? Right? How is it changing your mind? How's it changing your life? In junior high, these are my other favorites. I already know this, Mrs. Stortrow. And then I'll be like, well, I'm 45 and I just had a new revelation. You're 12. (laughs) So the Bible is living and active.
0: That's right
1: always penetrating, always speaking truth, always there to draw you into a deeper relationship with Jesus. And also renewing your mind. I think that if you are like, how does that work? I think you need to seek out Pastor Brooke and Pastor Janelle King and just have them tell you their story. Praying, you got to pray, right? Pray, get still before the Lord, call on the name of the Lord. But when you know who you are in your identity, you come there with confidence, you come in there with confidence. You go to the throne of grace with confidence, and you can sit with confidence that you're a daughter or a son of the Most High King, and he's gonna to talk to you. It's so simple. This is not a complicated thing. That's what I love about Jesus. He's not trying to make it difficult for us to have a relationship with him. It's easy, it's easy. And then, you know, I'm not gonna go into these a lot, but our whole premise here at The Collective is intimacy, identity, and kingdom authority. Let God draw you into his heart. Pursue God. He'll be, and he, he will pursue you and you pursue him. Get into the prayer closet. Don't be afraid of an encounter with Jesus. What I love about that intimacy, one point I want to make is the woman out of the well had an encounter with Jesus and she was never the same. Not only was she never the same, she was the first evangelist, Right. She, like, she, her whole life changed. She went from being what she thought was dirty to encountering Jesus, and she ran and told everybody. That took courage because nobody liked her. You forget that part of the story. She was at the well at that time of day because she couldn't be with the people because she was dirty. But Jesus made her whole, and that lit her up in fire identity who are you know who you are and know who you are you are forgiven right you're forgiven you're clean you're free you're adopted rehearse that know who you are ask God who do you say that I am who do you say that I am he loves to answer that question and since I've known that question and done that with people I've never known him not to answer that question he will you want to know he's like hallelujah yes I will tell you get a pen write it down Okay, you hear from God you hear from God walking out in your authority I want to end with this because I think it's um, I'm going to come back to that you know you got to be willing to be hum- humble make mistakes be wrong it's not the end of the world I was saying something a couple years ago to Pastor Jenny and she's like I think you just need to hear that you, it's okay to be wrong and I remember not really receiving that very well inside like, I have to be wrong on this journey? So I was obviously in a different place. But now it's okay. It's okay to be wrong. It's okay to make mistakes. It's, it's, if you, are you going to turn your heart back to God? And are you going to say, I'm sorry, I was wrong? And then are you going to be willing to keep going? I also think it would be really um, great to get the revelation of rest that Pastor Denny talked about, and also the revelation of dying to yourself. Right, you got to die to live. We have a lot of authority in this house to teach on that. And then, church has already been talked about, but church, be in a community, be in fellowship. Isolation is not from Jesus, it's just not. Everybody needs somebody. It's a little cliche, but it's true, right? Everybody needs somebody. But the final thing I want to say is to fight. Have a zero tolerance for torment. A zero tolerance for torment in your life and a zero tolerance for torment in your kid's life, in your family, in your four walls. Like you're a pastor of your own home. A pastor of your own home. My kids will tell you when they're off, we're having a talk. Right? Right, Kim? Yep. (laughs) Yep, right call? Yeah. They're like, yeah. Does that mean it's coming tonight? No. Uh, Yeah, yeah, no. But it's like, because I just have, we have to have a zero tolerance. I was reminded by my friend Cynthia Pena this weekend, like, you're a fighter. Because I kept having the same problem come to me um, when we were ministering. And I was like, why? I mean, there are a lot of other anointed people who have testimonies and are better equipped to deal with this, to have better wisdom. And she's like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, that, I mean, look at all this. It was about marriage and stuff. And he's like, she's like, well, what has worked for you and Joel? And I'm like, well, we're fighters. And she's like, yeah, you got to fight. You have to have a zero tolerance. And that doesn't mean strive and pick up your own way, but it means like that. Usually fighting means be still and know that I am God. But then I think, be still, know that I am God. And then say, God, what do you want me to do? How can I partner with what you're doing? It isn't just be still and know that I am God. I mean, I'm sorry, but that's his truth, right? It's be still and know that I am God. I am working on your behalf. God is doing what you don't know he's doing. He's orchestrating. He's leading. He's guiding. He's clearing the way. He's clearing the way. He's clearing the way. But he's going to ask you to partner with him. You're going to be fighting. You're going to be fighting into a fight with isolation. So whatever you're fighting this morning, it's the, it's the thing to cross over this morning to get to that next depth level. Whether you're, you know, ankle deep, knee deep, on the shore. There's no judgment. I'm not judging you. I don't even care if you're in your car looking at the shore. Maybe you're still on I-5. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'm going to say it again. It is okay. God meets you where you are, not where you pretend to be. So if you're like, I'm in the water, I'm in the deep end, and God's like, sweetheart, we haven't even gotten the car yet. <laughs> like, why don't we start there? Start there, because you're always going to have to go back there. I had to deal with intimidation. I didn't want to right and now I have a choice still to cross over the line just like you have a choice to go deeper this morning and go into all that God has for you because it's it is a it is like a cliche but it's truth we we, we need to get in the fight we need you we need you To take the next step because you know what the next step opens up god he's so good he goes with you you know i was just right when i said that i felt this like wall of like fear like whoa what's going to happen if i go in all in like what's going to happen if i deal with that what if it's going to happen if i take the next step right no no it's like god's saying no no it's not about that it's not about that because god's not going to be like well finally i'm going to give you your to-do list because you're over the line Yeah, he's like, oh, good, finally, we're we're up to speed here. No, he's like, oh, daughter, son, welcome. Welcome to the deeper intimacy with me. Welcome to the more. Welcome to knowing more about who I am, which compels you. It compels you forward. Compels you forward. So I don't know. I think that's all. Do you want me to to close out? Let me pray. What do you want? Okay. So I just want to pray for us this morning. Afternoon. What is it? So, Lord, I just thank you, God. Thank you. I just want to pray and just, I just, Lord, your love is in this room. Your love is in this room. Yeah, God. And to speak to every barrier, every barrier to the more, God, every barrier to the deeper relationship with you, every barrier to crossing over, the fear of rejection, the fear of the unknown, the rejection, the anxiety, whatever those barriers are. Lord, I thank you that your love is rushing into those places right now. You're right. God's right there. He's right there. Open your heart to him. Open up your heart. Open up your heart. Let him in. Yeah, just sit there. Just let him in. Let him in. He's so good. He loves you so much. Actually, I just want to do this real fast activation. I just want you to close your eyes. If it's not closed already... And I want you to ask yourself, Jesus, do you love me? He's going to answer. Just be still. And then the next part is, Jesus, how much do you love me? You might be getting a picture or a word right now. You might have just a sense of overwhelming love. It's like he's saying to all of us that he loves us big. We can't understand the height or depth of God's love for us, but nothing can separate us from God's love. Absolutely nothing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your love, Jesus. Thank you for access to you, Jesus you that we have access and I just thank you God that as we allow ourselves to be opened up to deeper and deeper parts of your love more and more of your love God that we would be un, we would just be so changed and we would find a confidence and a stability that we've never known before and out of that would come great authority and great purpose and great just kingdom mission Jesus we thank you God all that you're doing in it.
0: Thanks for listening to the Collective Church podcast. To find out more, visit thecollectivechurch.com.